Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Man, I wish that Oregon State's football team could have heard the interview with uh, the Washington beat writer earlier, who just kind of talked about Oregon State like, you know, Washington's better, Washington's superior, Washington's got it all together, oh, they're undefeated, all this stuff. Jonathan Smith uh, is joining us now, Oregon State football coach. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing solid, you know, getting ready for a for a big one Saturday and try to stick to the same rhythm and all that. Um, so, yeah, doing good. You guys looked really good against Stanford. That that feel like everything just kind of fell in place? Yeah, I came together. We, you know, played well and got some momentum early. I told the team I appreciate the maturity, you know, because could have a, la- a team with less maturity maybe starts overlooking, right, next week yeah. and you know, what's coming and all that went out and was locked in from the start, uh, the task at hand, and and so you know the place was rocking. Got a lot of guys in toward the end, which is always fun. To celebrate those guys who work really hard and don't see as much playing time, and got them in there. And so yeah, and now it's on to the next one. When you were hired, I remember talking to some longtime Oregon State fans who said they remembered Jonathan Smith running around the field at Husky Stadium with one shoe on, trying to complete a pass. Do you remember that? Yep. I don't know if I was running around. We were running a, you know, <laughs> seven-man protection, and I was half roll, and then, the yeah, the shoe comes off, and you slide a little bit to your right and just chuck it as far as you can throw it, and Chad runs underneath it for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty nice to have uh, TJ and Chad out there running running down the field. Oh, no doubt, man. It made me, made me look a lot better than I was when you got some talent, and then you can hand the ball to Simonton. you got a big-time old line, and, you know, we could play some defense, and quarterback oftentimes gets too much credit or too much blame. I was getting too much credit. I know that. Uh, I don't know, man. I think sometimes it, that comes with the job, but you got to take it, you know, because you know damn well it would have been your fault if it wasn't going well, so take the credit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Mike, Mike Riley gave an interview, and he said he remembered his first conversation with you. You were in high school. Yeah, Glendora High School, is that right? Yep, yep. Hey, by the way, Tony Robbins went to your high school. Did you know him? Yeah, I, I, I did not know him, no, but I know he did go to Glendora. He's a little bit older than I, so we weren't there, but that's a legend, man. I know. Glendora High. I was looking at all the alumni, the famous people, and you're on the list, Tony Robbins, and I was like, oh, I got to ask you, like, did, did you have an older brother or anybody who knew Tony Robbins or, or a teacher who said that, that Tony Robbins sure was full of energy? No, no, we got no real tie or connection to knowing him or anything like that, but uh, yeah, he's a proud alum, just like me. Do you remember the first conversation with Riley and how that went? You know, I, yeah, what I remember is... You know, he had just finished at USC, and me growing up down there, you know, I followed the Trojans, and I started asking him about it. They were starting to play two quarterbacks at the time and the the strategy of it, because that was my intention, wanting to get into get into coaching. So the first time I think I actually did, did ask him about that. 
Yeah, he said he remembered you talking about coaching as a high school kid. And a lot of high school kids aren't like – like, do you encounter that as a coach? Do you run into guys who say, I want to coach someday, or, or is everybody just talking about them wanting to play? Yeah, it's all about playing. I mean, there's a, a small few that, you know, I want to play as long as I can and then get into coaching type thing. I just had it in my mind that I wanted to go learn as much as I could. And at the end of the day, Oregon State was my biggest option to be a part of a program. There's some smaller schools recruiting me. Um, but I thought by walking on at Oregon State, I was going to get exposed to the best teaching possible about the game, strategy, and all that. And then ultimately, by walking on, if it, you know, whatever, a year or two into it, it wasn't working out, wasn't going to play, I could always transfer back down to the type of schools that were recruiting me. Jonathan Smith is with us. Big game against Washington. Before I get into the game, I, you know, I, I was looking at the Raiders today, and Jaden Grant is traveling with the Raiders, and he is one injury away from being on the field now, and I'm kind of looking at the depth chart, and I'm going, he's just hanging around like he did at Oregon State. What do you think of that kid being in an NFL camp now, sticking with a team, traveling with a team, on the sideline, one injury away from being in the game? Yeah, so awesome. Uh, doesn't surprise me, just knowing knowing him so well, the type of you know competitor he is and maturity he has and talented and Football meant a ton, so it does not shock me at all that he's over there and he's working his way up. Um, I know we miss him around here, uh, everything that he brought on and off the field, but couldn't be couldn't be happier for him. And we got other guys, you know, on teams and playing, and sure. you know, Musgrave catching touchdowns. But Jaden's a, a special one, and will never be forgotten around here. What do you learn from a guy like that? It, because I, I got to think his measurables were not good, like as relative to Pac-12 defensive backs. If you just looked at his 40 time and his vertical and his shuttle and you went, you know, you're not going to circle that guy and go, that guy, I need to have him, and yet he was such an important part of your team. Yep, he, he was an immeasurable part, especially when he was young. I mean, he needed to gain some weight, and he did that. It works, but his instincts, how well, you know, just smart, he prepared, he's competitive. Um, all of that plays out on the field. And so, yeah, he might have been short on a couple measurables here or there, but when you turned on the tape and he's in your locker room, he had huge value. I was curious to see if an NFL team would notice that, and it appears that he's hanging around. So I go, I won't. I, t- I texted him. I said, I'm not going to be surprised when you're, you're on the field. Uh, Jonathan Smith is with us. Do you have a guy like that on your roster now who, you know, one guy that you can humanize a little bit for people on Saturday who are looking for a player to watch? Do you have a guy that you just go, hey, this guy just works hard, even a special teams player? Right. You know, I think Jake Reichel on special teams, this guy, you know, gives it all for the – for. and he had actually had a couple carries last week, looked pretty good getting the ball to the safety, but he's been awesome on teams, all in on the thing. I think about Easton Mascarenas, the influence mm-hmm. he has in this locker room. Yeah, he's a really – you know, he's a good player, highlight. He might be leading the league in co- – tackles right now but even out at practice today i mean he is emotional this stuff means something when it's not right he wants to get it fixed on his side of the ball he's got huge influence around here how do you prep for michael Penix jr yep not uh not the easiest task i mean this guy and, and uh, his supporting cast is unbelievable but the guy is really really good i mean the ability to recognize coverage you can't fool this guy he will stand in the pocket and buy some time if he needs to accurate he's got a ton of confidence and throwing the ball 50 50 to his guys that are making a bunch of plays i think schematically he understand understands that thing inside now because they are changing the picture pre-snap shift motion ball snap gets into his hands um he's dangerous 
a little extra in this one for you guys or just another game? Oh, I think you get toward the end. There's definitely just the stakes, right? Last game in Reeser this season, um, the opportunity to continue to battle for a conference championship. Yeah, so these last last two are big and mean a little bit more. Yeah, you want to be playing your best ball at the end, and the biggest games are at the end, and we're right here. I talked to your AD last night after the court hearing. I was in Colfax hanging out at the courthouse, and he said, we've got a plan. And he says, Jonathan Smith knows the plan for 24. You know, you don't have to tell me the plan, but do you like the plan? Yeah, I mean, that yesterday was a big day to continue to progress on on putting this thing together, uh, a competitive schedule next year, and it's not finalized yet, but the people we're talking to and the teams we're considering, uh, you know, feel like that'll be a competitive schedule. The funding part, right, we're going to continue to fund at the Power 5 level, and that was a huge decision yesterday to continue to be able to do that. And um, so, and it, it, him, not just Scott alone, but they have been working on this thing. There is so much to digest in this you know, navigating um, the scenario we're in. It takes a little time, and, and that was another huge step yesterday. You know, it's been fun to watch you and the progression of when you first came through the doors to now and, and the way that you have, you know, your program's evolved. Do you feel like you're doing mostly the same stuff, but you have tweaked here and there, or what is the biggest adjustment or the biggest area that you are different now as a program than when you first arrived? Yeah, that's a good question. I think we still have very similar core beliefs than when, I, you know, for year one, year two, talking about trust, accountability, doing it together. We're still saying a lot of those same things in year six. You're always refining, right? And now how we're recruiting and, uh, you know, schematically, yeah, it's it's similar stuff, but we've always we've grown to being a little bit different than year one and year two, especially I think about offensively and, and what that thing has uh, looked like. Not dramatic changes, but but there's tweaks and, and you just learn right each each team is different right year one to year six and the the maturity or the leadership the where what position your best players are on all those kind of things i mean totally different home field advantage year one to year six i mean this place is unbelievable and it will be again saturday so that's something that's grown and i definitely appreciate so there's a lot there how about you personally how different are you or where do you find yourself maybe investing more time versus less time when you first got there yeah early on i probably was a closer to the micromanager you know making sure coaches how are we coaching this especially on offense um you know, just having a continuity of staff so long that i've removed myself way more than year one and year two i've tried to grow in this you know management of the games and de- decision making whatever it is fourth down uh, possessions mean a ton now in my mind versus year one and year two, not so much. I mean, the, the style of play and defense. Uh, so anyhow, that, that management part, I put a lot of time and thought into that kind of thing, and it doesn't always go perfect. Obviously, we know that on some of these decisions, but a lot of them I feel good. Like even last week, I don't think people – right. I mean, we went for it again, fourth down twice. We went for it on fourth and short on our own side of the field, about the 38-yard line kind of ho-hum we got it dj go and we can that drive turns into seven points we did the same thing on the second drive or the first drive second half gets into that fringe area it's fourth and five we go for it we get it we turn it into seven points and so those decisions are made with some thought and analysis that i spend during the week what does washington look like on defense to you yeah physical edge the edge of defense is really good they get some good edge players big physical up front i think the linebackers is good the inside linebackers is good in 
as there is in the league, and they play well together. Um, they've created some havoc turnover-wise. I mean, and they've won some low-scoring games. This has not been every single game that offense just outscores everybody. Some of these, they've won. You know, they know how to win. Um, so, solid group on defense. And some of the, you know, that defense has been on the field a while because that offense can be so explosive. The ball turns back over to the opponent pretty quick. And so, some of their numbers maybe are a little higher than maybe they'd want. But some of that's just because their offense scores so quick. Yeah, and, and that offense, you know, they're going to have some home runs. And I and I kind of I'm interested to see how you guys respond because, you know, they're going to challenge you and you know, they may come up with some big plays down the field. And I've just watched some opponents don't react well when that happens. Others sort of, you know, have to have a short memory. You know, how you know, obviously you don't want to tell your guys hey, you're going to give up big plays, but you know it's going to happen with Penix, right? Yeah, we talk about it, and not just because it's Penix or Washington. I mean, they've got good players over there. They got good coaches. Every opponent we play, we don't play a game of perfect. It's the ability to to respond. I mean, you talk about sustained excellence. It's not playing perfect. Some of excellence is the ability to respond, not react. We talk about that. We're responding to things, not reacting, because um, they are. They're going to make some plays. They might score some points. Just like each week. It happens, and we talk about it the same way. Say we take a little bit of a lead, right? How are we going to respond to being in the lead? We get comfortable, get a little cocky, things like that. These games are long, four quarters, um, a lot of momentum swings, and we got to be the best at handling that. I I can't wait. I think it's the best game in the country. It's going to be at your stadium. You know, it's going to be rocking. I think the stakes are high. I think both teams are really good. I think. I kind of see it in the in the low to mid 30s, both teams. You know, I think it's I think you're it's it's a pick'em in my mind. I'll make my pick tomorrow, but I I mean this is this is everything you talked about when you got the job. Yeah, wanted to, you know meaningful stuff. Really good opponent, home field advantage. Yes, but these guys haven't lost a game all year. Um, it, it is. These are the kinds of games you want to play or coach in. Uh, the excitement leading up, and then the and you got to kick off and you got to play. Have you reached out to Tony Robbins, asked him to come talk to the team or anything? I think maybe I'll tweet at him, you know. Hey, did you know yeah. you guys are, you know, it would be kind of cool to have him in there, you know. Oh, he's good at that stuff. Now public speaking and, yeah. little NIL he, uh, money? He could he could be an <laughs> NIL guy? Come on. Seriously, if you get him lined up with that, that would be huge. Yeah. <laughs> See, now we're talking, right? I'm speaking your love totally. language now. <laughs> I love it. All right, totally. hey. Good luck to you. I'll see you at the stadium. Give him hell. Okay, appreciate it, John. All right, there he is, Jonathan Smith. Uh, Tony Robbins and Jonathan Smith, same high school. Fun fact. You see how he pepped up there when we start talking about NIL? All of a sudden, you know, coaches, you know where their minds are these days. Uh, big football game. I, I, I'm picking the Beavers. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be something like 34-31, 35-33. It's going to be right in there, close game. How do you pick against a team that's 17-1 and at home, even against a 10-0 and team? It's so hard to win on the road. Home favorites are lethal in the Pac-12. Coming up, Grant McConaughey. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.